the Just Animals podcast. I'm Elle, and with me as always is Sam, the zookeeper. Ooh, Sam's getting top billing. I am. I'm, I'm I've been reduced. Ooh, she did. You, you are. You're, you're worth it. You're better looking than I am, Sam. Also true. And then as always, Guy, aka my dad. What does it say on your hat? Play what? Oh. Can you focus for play five seconds? Yeah, I know. I remember you explained that to me. Hi there, everyone. Okay, well now we Thank you. That to, and welcome to our guest. Now we got to explain uh, that to the listeners. Wait, no. And now we've got live from New Zealand. We've got Paul O'Shea from Kiwis for Kiwi. We're super excited to have him. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, go ahead. Tell us a little, bit, a little bit about yourself, Paul, and your organization. It's a pleasure to be here, Al. Thank you so much for the invitation. So my name is Paul, and I work for a charity over here in New Zealand called Kiwis for Kiwi. And our elevator pitch is we protect Kiwi and the places they live throughout New Zealand. So we support community and um, Indigenous people-led organisations around Aotearoa, New Zealand, uh, to protect Kiwi and keep them safe. That's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, why, well, I have some questions. Okay, well, we can let, let before you start interjecting yeah, right. with your questions, let's start here. So they're actually, in which I didn't know, I guess my American ignorance, Sam probably knew this because she's a bird gal, that there are five different species of kiwis. And what, could you kindly say the genus that they're part of? Because, you know, it's all fancy in Latin and fancy don't know how to say Latin. that. Or whatever their family, is it their family or their genus, Paul? Yeah, their genus. Oh, is, was that to me or was it Sam? Okay. No, that's yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely not me. Bricks. Ah. Apterix. Sound it out. Apterix. Apterix. Well, that's how I pronounce it, which, you know, we'll, we'll, I, have a, I have a funny accent. <laughs> no, you have an amazing <laughs> accent. Yeah, I your, love y'all's accent. I love cool. it. I love y'all's yeah. accent. It's beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. It's a novelty for okay, us so here Paul, in the what US. What does this mean? Kiwis Jesus. are by far the smallest living rat type. What is that? So we've talked about ratites. That's like Sam's cassowaries. Yeah. So just they're mini cassowaries and much cuter. No offense, yeah. Sam. Okay. No, cassowaries are so are so dangerous. The cassowaries could be cute, but they will like kick your face off. So they lose really? points on the <laughs> whole on whole cuteness front on that. Oh, you know they're about that. They're my favorite. <laughs> um, yes. So Paul, these oh they're flightless birds. Okay. Ratites. Yes, and that's what their Greek name or sorry, it's Greek Genus. names translates to means without that wings just reading the run sheet right now yeah. like he's yeah, reading that's what he does about what's going on that makes yeah, him a right guy. Right. Yeah. right and he'll just chime in with random like to give him another 20 minutes he'll chime in with something we said like at the right. very beginning just guy, guy is the jesse ventura of the of this podcast Love there you go so there you go they don't fly um just so they they nest in the ground as well obviously can you wait till we get to breeding? Can you wait till we get to breeding, okay. please? You, you do this all yeah. the time. I've sent you the outline a thousand no. times. Okay. Anyways, I know Paul's probably like, I'm on the freaking Three Stooges. What did I sign up for? <laughs> all right. So oh, um, um, before, before, we can, before we begin, the reason why I'm doing this podcast is partly because Al asked so nicely and also because I listened to your amazing kangaroo podcast with Auntie Ro. And if you haven't listened, if you haven't listened to that yet, please pause this podcast and go and listen to that because it was absolutely phenomenal yeah thank yeah. you thank you Andy well, Rose thank you. phenomenal thank you very much that was that was one of my oh, yeah favorites. and we're looking to yeah she's she's amazing woman right can't say enough we're looking to have her back on 
relatively soon as well. But hey, for all of you guys in the U.S., it, the Kangaroo Protection Act, uh, Kangaroo Protection Act 21, that's on the bill for our Congress. So write all your local congressmen and senators and tell them to pass that bill. Anyways, back to our Kiwis. So my little brief thing before we let Paul take it away here. Like we already said, they're in the ratite family, just like our big, you know, velociraptor cassowaries. They're also the smallest members. And like the cassowary, their feathers resemble a shaggy brown coat of hair, of hair. So it's kind of like, kind of look like a poodle, not like a poodle, but like a fluffy dog almost, you know? <laughs> I mean, I've never actually held one or seen one. And then um, the kiwi that we're focusing on today is the North Island brown kiwi. But they're, again, they're five different species. That little spotted one is so cute. Have you seen one before, Paul? Uh, yes. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Oh, God. They're adorable. And um, <laughs> so we've got the large brown kiwi. Obviously, it's got dark brown spiky feathers. They also have tiny eyes, long pale bills, and short dark legs. And their feet have four toes that all have claws at the end of them. And this particular kiwi is about the size of a chicken at the height of 20 to 20 inches tall. Sorry, we don't convert to communist units. What? <laughs> um, females weigh around 2 to 5 kgs or 4 to 11 pounds. And males actually weigh 1.4 to 3 kgs or 3 to 6 pounds. And in the wild, the brown kiwi can live to be about 20. And in captivity, they can live to be about 30 years. And as for where they're from or indigenous area, New Zealand. So, Paul, go ahead. Tell us a little about like the habitat that they, the ideal kiwi habitat. Right. 20 to 25 inches seems a little bit tall because that might that's almost two be feet. two feet. And I, I, I don't, I don't okay, that's what it said on no, the internet, no, okay? I'm just going with what the internet said. Just because it's on the internet, <laughs> you believe it. Abraham Lincoln, right. he said that. <laughs> so there was um, – did you mention how long they live? In yes. Your, right. Which is 20 so, years. Is that correct? Uh, not exactly. We actually okay. don't know how long kiwi can live because they are extremely long-lived birds. They – we – estimate that they can live for almost as long as people can live. So we're talking like wow. 50, 60 years, as long as they do not get eaten by anything, which is, um, you'll put a pin in that. We'll come back to that at the end of this talk. But, <laughs> um, yeah, we're looking at up to about 50, 60 years. So they're very wow. long lived birds. Wow. That's great. I see. I mean, they don't get attacked. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Obviously they're maybe smaller than your average chicken, but anyways. Um, yeah. So tell us like, what's the ideal kiwi habitat in New Zealand? Like I know the, the brown kiwi is only found on the North Island of New Zealand, but where can you find other kiwis? Like, do they like swampy environments or, you know, water fixtures or features? Are they right. picky? Um, well, just quickly, I'll go through the five species of kiwi. Sure. So please there, do. There are, Within New Zealand, within, so New Zealand is broken up into two major islands with a few sprinkling of sprinkling other islands surrounding it. But the, we're very, you know, not particularly original when it comes to naming um, places in New Zealand. So we have the North Island and the South Island, and that carries on to our kiwi. <laughs> so we have the North Island brown kiwi because it lives in the North Island and it's brown. <laughs> then we have the smaller species of kiwi, and that's the little spotted kiwi, and that is currently restricted to only those islands around, New predator-free islands around New Zealand at the moment. Uh, then we have the biggest species of kiwi, and that's funny enough, and it's also spotted, so that's funny enough, called the great spotted kiwi. Oh. And then we have our two southernmost species of kiwi. So we have our rarest species of kiwi, that's the Rowie, and there are only 600 individuals. Rowie is a Māori word that's pronounced R, or it's spelled R-O-W-I. And then we have uh, our southernmost species of kiwi, and that's the Tokuweka. So that, that is a kiwi that is found on Stewart Island, 
our southernmost island. And that's the, the Kiwi that sometimes you'll see footage that will spring up on YouTube or on Twitter uh, or on Facebook about Kiwi coming out during the day. For some reason, these Kiwi come out during the day. We don't exactly know why. It's not a stress thing. They do this naturally. Okay. But they're, um, they're night owls, but they're Kiwi. But yeah. So Very habitat. Cool. Everywhere in New Zealand is Kiwi habitat. Before um, people arrived, there were millions of Kiwi throughout New Zealand. And even now that man has changed the environment so much, we've lost so, so much of our, um, of our indigenous native forest throughout New Zealand, but Kiwi can still thrive even in man-made areas. So our North Island brown Kiwi, because that's what we're focusing on, can be found a through low mountain ranges, forests, farmland, a uh, little bit of little bit of swampland, all the way down to um, sandy dunes at beaches. But oh, so wow. kiwi, round kiwi, uh, they're not particularly particular when it comes to where they'll live, and sure. so they will uh, they will stay they will make their homes anywhere where they can find food. Very cool. Okay, so they're pretty they're pretty hardy animals. It's like ah, eh, there's food. We'll we'll hang out here for a little bit. Yeah, they are surprisingly, surprisingly robust, robust creatures, the kiwi. So I'm looking at your uh, country's uh, estimated distribution. Oh, He's into maps. Of the uh, northern brown kiwi. It looks like they oh, like to go. congregate along the, close to the water. Uh, not so much inland, but more to the water. Do you, do you agree with that? Well, it's where it's where they're left now, guy. Like so, it's it's space. It's spaces where there is either predator control work happening, or there's um, there aren't as many predators to, or there aren't many people who have um, who have moved in. So they've got a, a lot more limited range than they than they once had. Do you have a uh, kiwi reserves or protected areas where you know people cannot? We have numerous predator-free areas, so. New Zealand, we're just going to jump right into this now. Why not? Yeah, so go for New it. New Zealand's conservation issues are very similar to Hawaii. So ah, we, we don't have, although we, we, we lost, you know, huge amounts of our habitat. Our issue is introduced mammalian Species. predators. So introduced predators that were brought here by people, some by mistake, some mind-bogglingly enough on purpose um, to, and those introduced predators have decimated uh, our indigenous, our native wildlife, because New Zealand is a land without teeth. So when it comes to mammals, we had two species of small bat that were insectivorous, insectivores, um, and various fur seals and seals on our coastline. But we did, so we did not have um, mammalian predators. So our indigenous wildlife evolved in the presence of aerial birds of prey. So their defense mechanisms were to stay perfectly still, to come out at night, to be brown and dreary looking. So when an eagle or a hawk or an owl flies overhead, you stay still, you blend in with the undergrowth, you're safe. Unfortunately, when animals were introduced that hunt by a sense of smell and run along the ground, staying perfectly still is literally the worst thing you can do. Oh no! So they're literally a sitting. Well, they're instead of sitting duck, are, it's a sitting are, kiwi. They are a sitting, a sitting kiwi, as is a, a number of our of our number oh, of our no. species. Now I'm going to get another plug-in for a podcast that is just being released 
now. Perfect, do it. Are, well, it's made in New Zealand. It's made by RNZ, so our equivalent of PBS. Oh, cool. Um, it's called um, The Wild, and it's a look at New Zealand's conservation, the New Zealand conservation story. So okay. from what we've lost, what we're um, gaining, to what we're um, to how we how we're going to save our wildlife. So add that to your to your watch list, everyone. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, just it's it's fantastic. Perfect. All right. So Sam, our wait, Sam, we lost you. Hold on. That's because so, I'm a moron um, and my mute button was pushed. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have so a wait, question. So wait, podcast real quick. No, Sam has a question called, you've asked. It's just called The Wild, or is it like something? What What is it called? Because I'm going to subscribe right this second. RN, RNZ, RNZ The Wild. Okay, got it. Okay, go, guy. Sorry. Perfect. So um, there's something here that I need you to help me understand. It's on your DOC. Uh, that's we we think of that as Department of Corrections. But, you, yeah, what do you, why are you looking up jail but, stats in New Zealand? But it's not D- Department doing? of Corrections, which we think of it. It's Department of Conservation, which he thinks of it. Oh, so oh, like, that's fair. like like your wildlife service. Yeah. So, so like, it says um, uh, the the brown northern kiwi only averages fourteen years, and the other kiwis live to forty to sixty. But the northland brown is is got a less smaller lifespan we'll talk about that when right. we get to predators but, but here's threats. something i need to uh, understand it says tox Ugh. toxin use in some locations use of ground-based toxins offer the best success in kiwi chick survival when gary am i saying that right when gary kiwi sanctuary how do you say that oh w-h-a-n-g-a-r-e is that a maori word all right so fangare fangare wow you were way off that's yeah, but that's that's right. That was a, it was a, with a W. Better, better than Google Maps does. Better than Google Maps yet. In the in Tereo Maori and the Maori language, the W H sound is pronounced F. Okay, from oh. you can you say it again, please? Just Fungoe <laughs> Kiwi Sanctuary undertakes pulse oh, operation the of the one thousand eighty in bait stations in Maine Kiwi populations. The toxin pulses may help to counteract the influence of trap shy. Stoats, S-T-O-A-T-S, which That's could it. be selected. Yeah. Not a moly word, but yeah. Yeah. You know what a stoat yeah, is? It's like a weasel stoats. thing. I, I don't yeah. know. They're adorable. Yeah. You know what a stoat is. Okay. Can you wait till we get to reproduction? This is Thanks. not reproduction. but the, uh, It is. If you're talking about chick survival, it absolutely is. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. you one already. Okay. So, Sam. Yes. I know. So, Sam, their zoo habitat, or what would oh. the ideal kiwi zoo habitat? Do we have any, like, kiwi ambassadors, Paul? Sorry, Sam. In the U.S., do did you yes, send over yes, any ambassadors? Sam, can I just, like, I'm just going to add to the list of men that talk over you on this podcast. Do it, yeah. Um, I love it. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'd rather hear you talk than me talk. Please. Interrupt. Um, so, I before I worked for Kiwis for Kiwi, I was a zookeeper um, for six years. Uh, so... That's where I kind of cut my t- cut my teeth in kiwi conservation. Is I like, looked after the kiwi at Auckland Zoo. But yes, there are kiwi ambassadors in um, America. So there's some at Toledo Zoo and at the Smithsonian um, Zoo in DC, Washington um, DC. Washington. So shout nice. out Washington DC. Yeah, our shout national out. zoo. Fantastic. Shout we love that Kath- zoo. And Kathy Brader um, and the team up there who um, do wonderful work work managing the international tag and 
um, yeah, taxon advisory group. Yeah. For awesome. North Brown kiwi. So kiwi, uh, and I don't think we've actually covered this yet. They are nocturnal, so they come out at night. So the big thing for um, habitat and uh, for zoo habitats is that they have to be in nocturnal houses. Yeah. And um, okay. so it is dark when people go in to see them. Uh, they like soil soil substrates. Running water is quite nice. Natural natural plants. Um, so you just reverse the daylight cycle in the in, in the nocturnal houses. You guys know all about nocturnal houses and how they work. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You just have to be really careful that everything that goes into the kiwi enclosure. Um, there's no bits of metal or anything in the soil or the substrate or um, bits of plastic because kiwi might ingest those and, be, and yeah, might hurt, so it, it, might hurt is them. the DOC doing anything to uh, help uh, the kiwi population? In other words, is there a breeding program to restore kiwis or are they just trying to do it naturally and prevent uh, the population from diminishing? What what There sure is. There's a program known as Operation Nestig. So Operation Nestig is a uh, incubation program where we take we take eggs from the wild and unprotected areas. We then incubate those eggs, hatch them and rear them till they're about three weeks of age. Kiwi are um, very amazing little birds. They when they hatch, they hatch as exact miniatures of their parents. So they're um, they're quite precocial young. Uh, as opposed to humans or orangutans, which are altricial and require a lot of parental care. Kiwi don't require parental care. In the wild, they'll spend about three weeks with, with dad, because it's dad that does all, all the incubation work. Who will, so they'll incubate. Um, then after those three weeks, they're then taken to predator-free areas, creches, creche sites, where they can grow to a kilogram in, in weight. So quickly do the math for me for, for communist weight. Two pounds into freedom units. Yes, that converts you. to... <laughs> stop interrupting. Uh, two pounds. You stop so interrupting. Once they reach two pounds, they're, can, they're then big enough to fight off previously mentioned stoats. So they are moved back to the wild where they were originally found as eggs, the same er similar area. To either start cool. new populations or to reinforce um, previously, um, yeah, previous, previously established populations. Very cool. Okay, so for their diet, and I thought they the way they eat, I'm going to let you and Sam take the reins on the food, but how they like tap the ground and they probe it with their beaks and whatnot, almost like in 12 centimeters deep or about an inch deep. Um, that's got to be a really interesting behavior to watch to see this bird sticking its very narrow, long beak in the ground and tapping around. Um, is that, have you seen them like eat? And then what kind of things are they looking for in there? Um, and just like the habitat, Kiwi are very generous when it comes to what they eat. So okay. they will, um, they'll probe around on the ground. They have their nostrils right at the tip of their beak. So in a weird, um, you know, zoological fact, they have one of the longest beaks in the world, but the shortest bill, because you measure bill length from nostril to tip of the beak. Oh. And birds, so they, yeah. Longer, one of the longest beaks, shortest, uh, yeah, bill. Longest bill, shortest beak, sorry. So they'll probe in the ground and they can um, sense sniff or um, yeah, sense from the olfactory sensors at the tip of their beak. Um, earthworms moving 10 centimeters, uh, 
30 millimeters underneath the ground, so one inch underneath the ground, they can actually sense the earthworms moving. Wow. So they will plunge their beak into the ground, grab the earthworm like chopsticks, lift their head up, <laughs> snort the um, snort the dirt in out of their nostrils, and then slurp the worm down. Now kiwi have horrible table manners, so they are extremely loud eaters. So they sound they sound like a snuffling hedgehog or um, you know like other in- insectivorous animals when they're eating. Like, so it's all like, yeah, I'm not going to do an impression, but yeah, it's um, <laughs> they're they're quite quite loud animals because again, you, there was no there's no benefit in being quiet because you are only worrying about aerial birds of prey. So you could right. be as loud and also as smelly. New Zealand animal, New Zealand indigenous wildlife has quite, most of them have quite a distinct musk. Oh. So kiwi, takahe, uh, takahe, kakapo, they all have quite a distinct smell, which also doesn't help for um, oh, mammalian smell predators. and predators. With, yeah. So, okay. so they've got their natural kiwi musk. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Kiwi perfume. I don't know if we're going to talk about this later. Talking over me again, guy. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I'm just kidding. Go ahead, yeah, there you go. go. Ahead, I was just. We might talk about it later. I don't know. But I just saw something really freaking awesome that I love. Um, so apparently, I'm on the Kiwis for Kiwis site, and people get their dogs Kiwi avoidance trained there. That's what I wanted oh. to ask. You took the words right out of my mouth. Hey. Oh, good. Okay. Well, good. Now, now Paul yeah. can answer both of your questions at one time. So, so yes, cool. so I guess this, this will kind of fall into our predator and threat section and how we can not hurt Kiwis. <laughs> right, yeah, so, so that's the thing. Like people actually can get their dogs. dogs avoidance trained. That's amazing. What a good idea. It, it is amazing. It is not, unfortunately, a silver bullet because it is quite a short, sharp training. It's In many yeah. cases, it's a lot more about informing the owner about, okay. hey, these are this is the risk that your dog poses. Because any dog can kill a kiwi oh. from your big German shepherd to your little dachshund. They can all kill a kiwi because yeah. kiwi are ratites and do not have a kill bone. So, they, so their ribs do not have that reinforcement that other birds do. Kill bones hold the muscle attachments for birds, for flying birds. Uh, kiwi ratites don't have those that bone so their rib cages are very easily crushed and previously mentioned how they smell quite distinct dogs love the smell of kiwi so to a dog it is this thing that runs away from them that smells they just look like chew toys unfortunately yeah they do unfortunately they do yeah they do dogs won't necessarily eat eat the kiwi but they will chase after them and they will grab them and even if a dog just grabs a kiwi in its mouth, it can still puncture its lungs and mortally wound it and kill the kiwi. So, Guy, going back uh, three steps in what you were saying earlier, the reason why kiwi in Northland live on average for Northland is an area of New Zealand um, at the top of the North Island. Again, we're really, really original when it comes yeah, to our, our naming. Yes, the um, north end of the North Island. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> so the reason why we lose them, why we lose Kiwi on an average of 13 years old is because they are, they are killed by dogs because there's a close proximity to peop, of people to Kiwi populations. So that 
is the issue that we face with dogs. And dog, Kiwi never get to a size where they're, they're big enough to fight off a dog. So they're always under danger from predation, but it's not really predation because they're not eaten. They're just chased and killed. So Kiwi avoidance training is a way to teach the dog, but more importantly, to teach the owner, hey, keep your dog tied up at night. Don't let it roam free off lead in a forest. If you can, put it in a, put it, put a muzzle on it. And that's what we want to not only protect Kiwi, but we also want to protect um, our shore nesting birds. So just keeping getting people to keep their dog below the high tide mark. If you're walking on a beach that might have birds nesting, they're not going to nest below the high tide mark. So if you're walking your dog, keep it on lead, keep it there. It's not going to interact with, injure, hurt any of the, the nesting shorebirds. So does the Kiwi um, have uh, any uh, protection from the DOC in terms of, like, do people harvest these birds for food or? They- uh, no, these, um, all our indigenous wildlife is protected under the Wildlife Act. So, yeah, there is, it, it is an illegal offense to kill, harm, maim any of any indigenous wildlife in New Zealand. Okay, so that'd be like us killing our state bird. Sam, what's your state bird? I don't know. State bird? I don't care about Jail North Carolina. Bird. Probably a cardinal. It's the meth bird. It's the yeah. trailer. It's the hillbilly crack meth Probably. bird. All right, anyway. If I lived in some place hey. that I cared about, I'd know. But at North Carolina, who cares? Um, so, okay. Well, California, it's the quail. So you can't kill quail. Quails are adorable. Uh, do anybody, do any yeah. people keep kiwis as pets or... Eat. No, it is illegal to keep um, yeah, kiwi as pets. It's, it's illegal to keep indigenous wildlife in captivity Good. without the the special without specific permits, and those permits are only usually held by wildlife rehabilitation centres or by accredited uh, zoos. As it should be. Got it. Good. Perfect. Um, I yeah, do have another question. So I have a friend who works at the Auckland Zoo, but she's from America. But she says that there's. Well, what's her name? Um, Katie. Oh, yes, she probably goes by Catherine now. Catherine Anest. Katie Anest. She works. Right, she's okay. primates. She works with the primates. I will. She's amazing. Okay. Eek. I I I know, I know her boss name. Oh, get her fired. She likes when the <laughs> Don't when, do that. She loves when the primate grabs her ass, but that's a different podcast <laughs> okay anyways next but, no, so she said ignoring that, that um cats are like outdoor cats are a big thing there so are cats like a huge yes. problem for these little baby kiwis bigger than dogs cats are less of an cats are less of an issue for really? kiwi cats are a huge really? issue for our other wildlife yes okay um that's I mean, there's research. Yeah, there is. There are some interactions, but yeah, they're they're not as big an issue as dogs are, and they're not as big an issue as stoats are. Okay, but cats are a huge surprising. problem for our other wildlife. It so is. there was. Um, I'm going to steal someone else's stats. Um, shout out it. to John Innes um, from Landcare Research here in New Zealand. But he did some. He did some numbers, and he looked at how many million birds are killed by introduced pests, it includes cats and dogs, 
um, in, New, in New Zealand, so birds and eggs. And he was looking at 26 million birds and um, birds and eggs are killed and eaten uh, by introduced pests and predators every single year in New Zealand. Ooh, that's a lot. That's a really bad island. number. I feel like. Yikes. And yeah. I don't know if cats eat eggs, but dogs definitely eat eggs. So I can definitely say it's probably the dogs eating all the eggs. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and I mean, it's it's like we've um. I'll I'll hit you with some some conservation facts because so New Zealand does do some amazing things in conser- in conservation, um, mm-hmm. and I'm super proud to be part of it. We, we're also because we are an island nation have been hit so hard by these introduced pests. So over the last a thousand right. years of of human habitation in this country right. is one of the last um, places that people arrived at in the world. So we've lost over half of our vertebrate species so that is 51 birds three species of frog three lizards a bat freshwater fish species four species of plants and an unknown number of invertebrates because you can only imagine a land without mammals there would have been a whole so many niches or niches because got to speak american here um yes thank you niches available for um, for these invertebrates and birds to fill that, yeah, that would have been filled by mammals in other parts of the world in right. Europe, America, Asia. So yes, we it's um yeah it's very sad. And at the Department of Conservation, shout out to Doc again, estimate that there are four thousand living species in New Zealand threatened, and eight hundred of those species could still go extinct. Now that's um, birds, it's fungi, it's um, it's plants. So, but yeah, it, there's there's lots of work to do, and right. um, luckily we we have the skills. We just need the um, need the the money to get to to get it to get sure. the job done. But we're yeah. not just money, but also people to care, and we're right. beginning to truly get people to care as conservation projects are getting off those islands and becoming more on the mainland. So we get predator-proof fences around areas and people are seeing their wildlife. And this is one of the big things that I noticed. I did some conservation work um, in just north of Santa Barbara for a year, for like three weeks out of uni. It was an opportunity to, you know, yeah. it was a relatively cool opportunity at Sedgwick um, Reserve. And people, like Americans in other parts of the world as well, see their wildlife, like yeah. whether it's coyotes or cougars or bears or even raccoons. You know, people yes. see their their wildlife, so they have something to care about. In New Zealand, because our, especially our most endangered species, are nocturnal, they're not particularly colourful, um, they, do, they don't fly, people didn't – you can't miss what you can't see. You, right. So – now that conservation work has come onto the mainland, that people are putting traps, putting pest control in their backyard, they're beginning to see more of our native species, and then they begin to care more. So, yeah, that's that's one of the wonderful things that I've seen over my lifetime in conservation for the last like 15 years. So these predators to the natural uh, animals that are in New Zealand, obviously they were all imported, right? Uh, yes. Introduced. And, um, yeah. 
were they imported to solve some problem like you know brought in to solve a, a problem of overpopulation of a specific a species or were they just imported by accident or what how did they get there why did they come if you're not watching this on youtube you can't see the thumbs up that i'm giving guy right now but <laughs> this is a wonderful question guy um so yes uh rats arrived with the sailors so rats were not deliberately introduced to new zealand oh. but many of the other species were so New Zealand introduced rabbits because, hey, it's a fur trade and it reminds people of home. Rabbits with no natural predators in New Zealand, or reminds people of England. Uh, rabbits with no natural predators did what rabbits do and reproduced into plague numbers. So then yes. people thought, hey, we need to bring in a natural control for rabbits. Yeesh. So it's like the lady that swallowed the fly. Oh boy. So there were there were biologists and environmentalists at the time. This is we're talking eighteen sixty here. Um, said this is a horrible idea, it's gonna do horrible things for our wildlife. And but um yeah, the people were saying this is gonna the rabbits are, are hurting our farms and doing horrible things to the to the landscape that we want to graze wildlife, we want to graze um domestic animals on. So let's get rid of the rabbits. So and weasels and ferrets were introduced, which are the natural predators of those of rabbits in Europe. So we swallowed a fly, and then we also swallowed a, swallowed a spider. And unfortunately, these these um, mustelid predators not only kill rabbits, but they also kill our um, indigenous wildlife. So stoats are the worst thing that could possibly have been brought to New Zealand. They can swim, they can climb. They can swim for about maybe a mile. What? They can climb trees. They're strong enough to kill an animal many times its size. They do this weird precocial, like reaching sexual maturity when they're still in the nest. So any female stoat is pregnant. Like a male comes in, impregnates them while they're in the in the nest, and then they leave this mature and then they can reproduce from there really weird i know but stoats stoats are amazing creatures but just not in new zealand sure uh, sure they oh yeah they, they look like a weasel kill. or a ferret they're right in the in the in the middle in the middle size between weasels and ferrets and they're the reason why 95 percent of kiwi chicks hatched in the wild in Aotearoa, New Zealand, do not reach it to adulthood, do not reach it to three to four years old. So that means every out of 100 chicks hatched, only five reach, reach adulthood. Now in New Zealand, across all five species of kiwi, we have about 65,000. We okay. think, that's rough estimates. Right. It's tough to count nocturnal creatures. Right. So we... So 65,000 seems like a lot in the world of conservation when we're dealing with giant pandas or orangutans. But that just means we got to the problem sooner. Right. We we did a study and we estimated that we are losing kiwi at the rate of 2% a week, oh. which when you break that down is 27 kiwi killed in the jaws of introduced predators every week in New Zealand. Okay, so let me That's let me ask a question good. here as a follow-up. Do you bring in a bigger fly? <laughs> to deal with the ferret and population and sto <laughs> spots, or do you just Sp 
What is it called? Stats? Stout. 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 Or do well, guy. Wait, you you all you all saw saw the Simpsons episode. Like, what are we gonna do when the when the snakes get out of control? We're gonna bring in the bears. Yes. What? How are the bears gonna be shot? Oh, they'll all die in the winter. Okay. We've all seen that Simpsons episode. So unfortunately, it's a truly horrible idea. How about how about getting those farmers <laughs> with their dogs to uh, instead of doing avoidance, they do uh, stoat uh, uh, eradication. Stoat eradication. Yeah. So um, stoats are quite are quite wily and. Um, Obviously, to train a dog to to find well, we do it. The Department of Conservation does train dogs to find stoats, but it's much more a finding situation. And training a dog to find a specific species is surprise, well, not surprisingly, it just is very difficult. So you know, uh, you you do have British roots. So instead of going on a fox hunt, why don't you go on a stoat hunt and get your horses out there and and just blow your bugle and get your red jacket on and and tally ho oh and God. you know. Let's go kill some stoats. Oh my I want to know what Guy's vision of New Zealand is. Obviously, it's just it's just southern it England. No, no. I think I think it's just southern Here's England. my vision of, of, of New Zealand: sheep, sheep, and more sheep. You have more sheep than people. You, you have like what is it? Five to one. What's your ratio of sheep to people? I don't I don't know, but um, I I learned that we have well, possums introduced for again for a fur trade from Australia. Um, hmm. with no natural predators, we're at something stupid like seven to one when it comes to how many possums there are in the country. I'm, I might be wrong on that number, so don't quote me on that, but there's, yeah, many times, almost, there's probably more possums than there are sheep in this country, unfortunately. Well, there's definitely more mm. possums than there are sheep in this country. Do you like... Oh, there's Sam's so, giant you know, possum I have a question her. for you here, because I'm on your website, and it says Kiwis for Kiwi, and you can sign up, and then it says a country address line... And then there's a line that's unfamiliar to us Americans. It says suburb and then city. What, what the heck does that suburb okay, mean? I, I, why this is a cultural why? question. Be quiet. Go ahead. Answer the question, please. New Zealand Postal Service, no, really? It's, it says <laughs> Okay, right. See, this is this is what this is why I came to this podcast, because they all it's always gonna come at me from a from a different angle. Right. Suburbs are like uh what what you guys must have suburbs. Yeah, we do, but we it's, do have suburbs, uh, it's, it's but we don't, a suburb. It's not a part of our it, postal service. It's, it's a city. We don't describe it. In other words, if you live in a suburb of New York, that would be Long Island. Well, what's, what's, but what's what's Orange, what's what's Orange County then, or what's Inglewood? A county. What's That's Compton? a county. Okay. So Inglewood and City are cities, and those cities yeah. are in within Los Angeles County. So when you're mailing something, you just address it to the city, and like that's it. The city There's and no, the state. Like yeah, so you would go. Uh, yeah. Okay, right. So you would go. Um, uh, Bunny Schwartz at uh, uh, wherever she lives in Long Beach, California, and then the postal code, which you have postal code, you have city, but you have this yeah. thing here called suburb, which I've never seen before. And then you have the address line. So, yes, please explain the entire New Zealand Postal Service to us. Thank you. No, but I mean, <laughs> full yeah. history lesson. Yeah, the, the, Podcast this, done. <laughs> so many different ways. See, we. Yeah. So you. This, okay. So you're gonna have to research that okay. on your own. Google. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go, use the old Google machine. All right. Um. So Sam, really quick, tell us what they eat in the zoo. And it's guy. I guess it's your favorite. Missouri kiwi. No, it's not your favorite. Well, they do so. <laughs> and Paul, tell me if I'm wrong, because I've never taken care of kiwi before in in a um, under human care or anything, but. What I found was they don't eat the kiwi ratite Missouri food that the other ratites get. So 
I did find a um, a kiwi sanctuary who, that makes their own mash stuff, and it's a mash of. I just lost my place, mm. but it's um. Hold on, just a minute. Just lost my place. Oh, okay. So it's a mash of finely chopped beef and cat food. Is that does that sound mm, right? Paul? Cat food. <laughs> like, right. Beef and cat food. <laughs> kind of, kind of, right, kind of, like righter than anything's guy said. Guy has said today, but still, like you know, like, not quite perfect. There is a specifically devised kiwi diet. Okay. So, um, that is a mixture of ox heart, fruits and vegetables, right. minerals and vitamins, um, some special um, Mizuno, not, not Mizuno, anyway, some special kind of special bird mix that's all mashed together and blended together okay. and then um, fed to kiwi. Yeah. So there is a kiwi specific neutral kiwi loaf. diet. Yeah. And I'm figuring they, they, they get... They don't eat the ratite, they don't yeah. eat the ratite pellets because... They're insectivores rather than being herbivores, right. which uh, yeah. So, um, Paul, yeah, emus and I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Um, do kiwis like human interaction? Do they like to be touched? No. Pet? No. <laughs> they don't want it. Hard no. no. That's a hard, hard no. That is a hard no. Um, <laughs> the wonderful thing about the whole Operation Nestic thing that I mentioned earlier, and the fact that they are precocial, and you is that they do not get imprinted on people. So we don't have the issue with hand raising parrots or other. And raising other that's species. interesting like kiwi just don't care they hatch as imp- they hatch knowing that they are kiwi and so no amount of artificialness in their um, first three weeks of life is going to stop them from going about doing their kiwi ways as soon as they um touch terraforma so they touch soil that kind of makes me love the them even okay. more that's okay. that's really interesting because i you know yeah, i don't know i just love birds I just love birds, and it's it's very Sounds interesting like to me. Children. And they're super. <laughs> it's, it's what super. What, what, who are you trying to? T- which one are you talking about? <laughs> uh, you and and also we, we we haven't asked about about fighting yet, and so I need to need to yes. get onto that. Yes. Kiwi are extremely territorial. They um, but they do not use their beak to fight. They do not use their beak like swords. That would be like punching someone with your nose. They instead use their long, strong, powerful claws. And they're very they're powerful feet, and they're very sharp claws. So ratites. they will use those to um, ratites. Yes. And don't they also to, kick their way um, out of the egg any... too when they when they're born? They don't peck out of it like yes, like they normal. They have they, those legs that. Yeah, they they do not have an egg tooth right. like um, other reptiles and birds do, so they don't cut their way out. They then just kind of like push against the back end and kind of. Ex- explode out of the egg like it's an extremely stressful like thing it takes up to, up to five days for a, for a kiwi to hatch from internal pipping to external pipping to actually um yeah expand from wow hatch from the egg okay so pop- okay so are they solitary or pack animals or do they kind of depends they are solitary animals but they um they are form monogamous pairs or let's just put oh, it okay they form mostly monogamous pairs like people you know like okay, mostly yeah. we're monogamous except when we're not yeah right gotcha. some, some gotcha. better comes okay, along so, okay so paul help me help right. me with this pronunciation m-a-u-n-g-a-t-a-u-t-a-r-i 
Just put every manga, letter in the alphabet. That is that is manga tautari. No, that was wonderful. Like if he could, if he stopped halfway through, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know which place he was talking about. But manga tautari. Yes, it's, he says uh, it's the being the country's largest predator-proof fence sanctuary. It provides the yes. ideal site for one of the kiwis. K O H A N G A. <laughs> All right. So, manga tautari is a mountain about. Uh, hour and a half, two hours south of Auckland that is surrounded by a predator-proof fence. So it's in the midst of farmland, um, wonderful native forest. They put a fence around it. They got rid of all the pests and predators, and now it is a sanctuary for wildlife. So awesome. we use that site as a kohanga, that K word you were looking at kohanga. there, Guy. Yeah, it's a Maori kohanga. word. I'm looking so it up now. It is indeed. Kohanga is a Maori word that means nest. But Kohang is also the name for our strategy to grow kiwi by 2% per year. We'll grow North Island brown kiwi by 2% per year. Because I mentioned that 2% decrease. We, um, we were prompted by one of our former prime ministers, who's a, who's a friend of the organ, organization, to say, well, what would it take to change that 2% decrease into a 2% increase? Which is sure. a really simple question that nobody really asked. So we did a study and we worked out that the easiest way to do that is to supercharge the work that was already being done. So there were these places, these predator-free sanctuary sites around New Zealand that were being that had kiwi released to them, and they would slowly fill up. And then once they'd reached their carrying capacity, there was no more space for kiwi. There were those offspring of those kiwi originally released there would be taken back to the um, the mainland to start new populations or to um, strengthen already existing populations. So we worked out, or well, yeah, we Kiwis for Kiwi worked out the best way to do that, or the best thing to do to grow Kiwi numbers was to do that just quickly, just more quicker. So we got sponsorship from Crombie Lockwood, which is a insurance company here in New Zealand, to build our own specialised incubation facility. So we incub we incubate Kiwi from the western area of the uh, the North Island. Uh, those kiwi are then incubated, hatched, raised at our Kwambilaka Kiwi Borough, our incubation facility. They're then taken to Mongatautari uh, and we leave them there forever. That's their forever home. And then as that population in Mongatautari fills up with kiwi, we can then take those offspring to new areas around New Zealand. Because in New Zealand at the moment, that um, upswelling of people caring about our wildlife has been. Um, kind of strengthened or at least put into form as a vision for predator-free 2050. So people are going to do predator control in big areas and large areas. And That's it was great. going to be a sublight supply and demand issue because Kiwi are a wonderful key they're a wonderful light at the end of the tunnel that if you can get your area of land down with low enough pest numbers that you can have Kiwi come back to areas that they might not have been for over a hundred years. So we're going to have an, an issue where, hey, there's all this work being done by Predator Free 2050 to clear areas of stoats, rats, and possums, but there's not going to be kiwi to put them there. So we jumped on the work that was or these sites that were already Predator Free, like Mangatautari, and coupling with the work that's been done by Predator Free 2050 to uh, – 
to just kind of supercharge what was already being done. So is there so a, do conservation but quicker? Does a DOC have a bounty for stoats, rats, and possums? You and these goddamn stoats. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. Stoats, stoats are stoats are a huge issue. Um, no, we don't have a though there is not a bounty for them because they they are so numerous and they are also so cryptic. So it's we're we're not dealing with say you get a plague of rabbits, you get and you can see them, you you clap in seven rabbits move move on the paddock to to another paddock. These are very shy, very hidden, but very to use the lack of a better term, very dangerous creatures for our for our ecosystem, for our wildlife. So are is it open season all the time for these guys? Yeah. So the we do um, predator control around, like groups do predator control. So the, the big issue, so conservation work is different in different countries. Our conservation work is a little bit weird compared to what other people might might view it, but it's all about killing things. It's all about <laughs> getting rid of these introduced pests and predators. Well, it's a good sure. thing you don't have, sure. uh, our wildlife you don't think have any right. wild pigs there because we got wild pigs that are killing our agriculture. Oh, we, 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 we do have wild pigs. Oh, watch, I just watch haven't, I just haven't, I, I haven't, haven't mentioned them yet. They're probably different kind of, they're, they're different kind of pigs than the, the pigs that, that you would, you would have. They're not Yeah, we have those white, Eurasian so, ones. Yeah. The Eurasian boars. Yeah. So I, I yeah, do have another question. Really um, is it just an American oh thing God. or do you have kiwi shoe polish there too? No, we totally have kiwi shoe polish. So what the hell made out of kiwi? Why? Why? Oh, because it's no, it's Ki- it's not made out of kiwi. But um, the story is that how New Zealanders got to be called kiwi. Yes, please kiwi, yes. Is that in the First World War, um, people? I can't actually remember. Guy, if you want to look it up on our website and then tell the story, because <laughs> I, I actually can't remember it off the top of my head. What, what do you want me to look up? Well, now now you have to give Kiwi Guy a Kiwi's says. for Kiwi shirt. He's he's yeah. in a name badge. <laughs> he's taking your job, Paul. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it started in World War One that New Zealand soldiers were beginning to be called Kiwi because and because we had. And that was also the name of our shoe polish, and people used to borrow our, borrow our shoe polish, so other allied soldiers would borrow the shoe polish. I think that's the story. I'm a little hazy on that one. I brushed up on all my conservation stats, but all my Kiwi shoe polish stats when I came to this came to this podcast. Okay, so I'm sorry. I have another cultural question for you. God, do damn you it. do you call uh, a slaughterhouse a slaughterhouse, or do you call it an uh, abattoir? Because in Australia, that's a really Australia, good question. Australia, they call- meatworks. We no, we call them meatworks. A meatworks. Oh, meatworks. That's that's even a third thing. <laughs> meatworks. Yeah, because that's um, really interesting. Uh, Auntie Rowe uh, called it ab- abattoir, and um, yeah, and so did Mark. Oh, Pearson. Kiwi is an Australian brand name of a shoe polish. I thought it was an American company. Well, what do you know? Learn something new every day. No, it was a New Zealand company, and then and then yeah. sold. But yeah, wow. Hey, it's, a, it's okay. So speaking of what? Go speaking of what? Go well. Speaking of what? So just speaking of that, let's touch on communication and reproduction real quick because that seems like quite a bit. Get, but since they don't have, a, we're getting. You were, I want to get to my yes. favorite part about we'll ever touch made on the egg before we go because we're 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 almost at an hour here. But we have yes, to okay. talk about the gargantuan eggs, Paul. That's my favorite part of kiwis. So we have to talk about how yes. big and fat right. their eggs yes. are and their noises. Yeah. 
So. All right. So Kiwi communication. Kiwi uh, will call to each other to um, signify like territorial bounds and to re-establish um, kind of uh, monogamous, like you know, They're pair. romantic bonds, pairing bonds. Right. Yeah, pairing bonds. Can't believe I said romantic bonds. Um, <laughs> yeah, to re-establish those bonds. Uh, they, yeah. <gasps> They, the male and the female have distinct calls. So you, if you're listening, you can hear, oh, that's a male kiwi, that's a female kiwi. So you can tell them apart. Um, they, Beyond that calling, the chicks will make little cheep cheep sounds. Um, but yeah, they, they, they're not, and they'll snort when they eat. But there's, there's not a particularly elaborate calling structure that you might have in songbirds or okay. in, in, other, in other species of birds. They're, they're pretty much limited to that when it comes to the, the calling and, and bird song, which I use in big italics there when it comes to kiwi. Now, reproduction. Okay. Now, kiwi are referred to as honorary mammals for a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, just the way that they act and the way that their behaviors that they, that they have and um, their physiology. So kiwi have two functionally ovaries. Most birds only have one. So the kiwi will... Um, they will mate and produce an egg. Now, this egg takes 30 days or so to develop inside the female, and when it is ready to be laid, it takes up a fifth of their body weight. So, Sam, hit me with the numbers in American, please. Okay, hold on, I gotta find them. So, are we talking about when? Okay, so I found this is the size of the okay, egg. Okay, the size, size of the, of the egg. egg. I have. Okay. I have it's, it says so it takes up that much of the of the weight of the female and then just for comparison that would be yeah, that's correct what you yeah have, that yeah. would be like a 120 pound which is a 54 kilogram human female giving birth to a 24 pound or that's 11 kilograms baby like that's how big this egg is in this body yeah. and you can look up online you can see um, skele uh, kiwi skeletons and they'll, it'll have an egg in there and you could just see how much of this poor little body it takes up. It's amazing. It's, it's insane. It's awesome. And then she will do it again. Yeah. She will produce not one egg, but two eggs. Yeah. Two eggs. Um, and then once the second egg is laid, kiwi eggs, eggs are amazing things. The male won't start incubating until the second egg is laid. Wait a minute. We have to incubate the baby? Yeah. Hey, Latites. females just laid at like two. She just like crapped out a goddamn VHS cassette. <laughs> what do you mean? No. Just laid two 24-pound pound eggs, and it's the male job to incubate. Males have, have one of the longest incubation times in the bird world. It's 75 days, give or take wow. a day. I, I, that's so weird. I just want to have fun, not do any of the hard work. It's like a penguin. What do you think I am? A penguin? He would make a good lot of things. <laughs> um, right. So the male will sit on that egg for those two eggs for 75 days. He'll he'll go off, he'll feed, he'll come back. But for the last 20 days, he'll sit pretty tight. And what's the mother doing while he's, while he's sitting on these eggs? She's recovering from laying two 24 say, pound eggs. She's relaxing. Probably getting her bird machine yeah. ditched back up. <laughs> like after having it ripped open twice. Okay, hold on. I got to tell Paul something here. Paul. Uh oh. Kia oh, kaha. Kia kaha. 
You know what, what that means? What does that mean? Kia ora, Yes. Kia kaha. You're really upsetting all the Maori people that listen to our podcast. Tell them, Paul. Be strong. Stay strong. That's right. He knows. Yeah, because he's from there. I we have to do it. All right. That, so was, anyway. that, was, that, was, that was good. That was good pronunciation. Is there any special Kiwi uh, haka thing, uh, Paul? Oh, there is not a Kiwi haka. There is a there is a Kiwi song that that um yeah, but we're just going to bypass that because I'm not singing on your podcast. I okay. will put up. I will, I will do a lot of things, but I will not sing on your podcast. Got it. It's okay. Well, you can hopefully you've got some Maori friends that you that would want to come on and they can talk about the cultural significance of the Kiwi. Um, yes. Now, so anyway, incubation, right? Right. 75 days, then the chicks hatch. And as mentioned, they don't require a lot of parental care. It's the, they'll do a little bit of grooming between the male and the chicks once they hatch. But after three weeks, they're off into the world by themselves. And they're little balls of fluff that would fit into the palms of my hand that would be perfectly fine if people had not introduced animals with teeth to this country because they are completely defenseless at that age from bummer stoats big bummer so why are the eggs so big i think sam maybe you touched on that or paul if you want to touch on that like i so, mean paul probably big ass thing in his teeny teeny body because i just got this off of google but because i looked up why the hell it was so get so big did you read what that says paul is that right like in my in my explanation yeah like that that's that's kind of that kind of works that kind of works for me i don't actually know the know the reason so okay. i think that's as that's as, as good a reason well, as any because we are just kind of estimating at this point okay well i'll read this okay. so this is what i got from the google so it said that um so from way back in the day it is probably due to an abundant food source providing plenty of raw material for egg production and the kiwi's loss of flight eliminated the weight limit for the egg so it didn't matter how it didn't need to be small. And then the lack of predatory pressure on a bird <laughs> that historically had no native New Zealand predators. Um, and the large egg results in a long incubation period. And as uh, ancestral kiwis decreased in size, the eggs stayed the eggs stayed the same size, allowing for a more developed. And that's our that's one of our vocabulary words, precocial. So more developed and precocial chick needing less parental care. So that's what I got off the internet. Makes sense to me. But yeah. Yeah. So what I didn't, thing, what though? I learned when like doing this Kiwi research that, that is, I know that's nuts that they have like mod modified feathers on their face that are kind of more whisker like. So like, um, is that true? Like, do they have these little teeny tiny, like whisker looking feathers? Yeah. Yes. Yes. They, they do. Yeah. So the whiskers form and the joys, the joys of evolution and this, yeah, they form functionally very similar to what cat's whiskers or yeah, rat's whiskers do. Mm -hmm. Stick oh, your head into cool. stick your head into a burrow. If you can no, get your head in a burrow without without the whiskers um, touching, then you know that you're you're not going to get stuck, and so you can go through. So, gotcha. And gotcha. also and other then, slightly more like elaborate sensory um, right yeah details, but that's 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 the one that I tell children because they can understand right they can one. right relate to that and comprehend yeah. that and then also they've got poor eyesight but they are very good at hearing and um and like their ear openings are pretty large and that they've got their wings their little wings are only like five centimeters long they've got those <laughs> yes. wings. so they 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 do but even smaller than say like you know emus uh right. or emus or, or ostriches so 
Kiwi have what's called a vestigial wingtip. So it's only about the same ah. the size of the tip of your finger. And it's a vestigial organ just like our appendix are. So it once had a purpose, but it no longer has a purpose now. Um, they, Unlike a lot of nocturnal birds, they are nocturnal animals. They have very poor eyesight. So they rely on their sense of smell, hearing, and those whiskers to find their way through the world. All right. Excellent. Well, we got to let Paul get back to... I don't know, breakfast? You just want to go in the pool. Yeah. So, Paul, do you know this? You. Hold on a second. Hang on. Um, oh, God, do we, we have a song? We haven't had music in our... We have a song, yeah. What are you doing? I like to buy no. We don't have rights to any of the music you play. It's I've asked you not to play stuff. It's not public use. That's uh, Harry Styles, Kiwi. Harry Styles. Oh, that is Harry. Okay, right, sweet. I was like, okay, it's not a New Zealand song. Is it an Australian song and guys just forgot there were two different countries again? Aha, um, no. No. Um, it's, it's Harry Styles Kiwi. No. But that song ruined ruined our Google Alerts for a strong year. Like just oh, no. when, when you have Google Alerts oh. set up for Kiwi and it's just. Oh, Harry so Styles. Who, who, who wins? Damn it, Harry Styles. Who wins in, uh, in um, oh, not football. Uh, rugby? rugby. Yeah. Do you guys beat the Australian rugby? Yes, yes, we're significantly better than they are at rugby, and so they stopped caring about rugby. Oh, because they because <laughs> yeah, they, they suck. So now we don't, we don't care yeah. anymore. So it doesn't matter. So so yeah. who's your next competitor? Is it Britain or is it some other country? Yeah, it's 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 England. It's France. Yeah. All right. I hope you beat the crap out of England and France. Why is that? Um, and because it's England yeah. and France. Why not? Yeah. New Zealand's so, way better like, than this England. Is, this and is an important podcast. Com- like. Also important true. podcast con- con- conversations. So, mm-hmm. what are your what are your guys' sports teams? Oh, it depends on what state a, you're I in. A, I, have a, I have a secret love for American sports, or as you just call, as you guys call them, sports. Um, yes, I. So yeah, so we, what, what are your teams? I enjoy um, hockey. That's the only professional sport but I can. Um, uh, hey, my starting. team are the Penguins. Yes. The what? Boo! Get out. I'm a, Shout out! Shout out! Shout out to Sydney Crosby and and the oh. boys. I've got I've got a friend who lives yeah, up in yeah. That's up my team. In Schittsburg, Penguins. Yep. Yeah, the Schittsburg Penguins. Cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I I used to enjoy. I used to enjoy. Oh, by the way, I looked up. Uh, calling we're sharks. Calling um, Paula Kiwi is not derogatory. It's in the term of no. endearment, as Shut a matter up. of fact. Uh, for yes. yeah. So well, that. Well, I don't think they would have an organization with like Kiwis for, a derogatory well, term. You know, and then the to PC call the, police are always changing depending on which way the wind is blowing. But uh, I used to like means. basketball, Paul, until they got a little too. Uh, okay, we're not doing. We're not doing. You don't yeah. go there. Anyway, so we like basketball. <laughs> diehard ice hockey fans go sharks. I, I grew Everyone up playing. I grew up with baseball. I, I never. Uh, yeah. I grew up with baseball. baseball. It's American a little football. slow right now to me to watch it, but you can talk between the innings and. And you know the thing is with with our football, which you call soccer, uh, it's not soccer; it's football. But American football, it's too much starting yeah, and stopping yeah. and special teams. Just get out there and play like rugby. Get out there, do it all. That's why I like you know hockey. what? If somebody gets hurt, you know it's yeah. yeah hockey, hockey's similar where they just send in the replacements right away. But you know you have a special team for this and a special team for that and a special team for this, and it's too. You, okay, don't think he knows a lot about football. He doesn't. That's oh, okay. no, all he knows no, is special I, teams. I know, I know, all he knows I, is special teams. Oh, okay, all right. Like, I know a lot about football. I, I was no, but that, it's, it's, no, he literally, the only know, thing he knows is special teams in like action. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. It's like watching your that's kid the at the swim meet. You have the 20 minutes, minutes of action and you have 20 minutes of downtime. Yeah. And, 
Okay, so anyways, he, he's acting like he knows football when he doesn't. I don't. But, um, I don't. Yes. I have no baseball. See, oh, there I know it baseball. is. There it is. Boring. There it is. So he's just going to keep repeating special teams and throwing Aaron Rodgers to seem like he knows what he's yeah. talking about. But what's your, baseball <laughs> team? what's your baseball team, Guy? Well, I, I like the Giants. Uh, I also like the A's, but the, the San Francisco Giants uh, I've always – I love Willie Mays. But hold on. I'm going to be right what back. Do you guys, what, do you guys, what do you guys think about the A's moving? Oh, don't, well, uh, don't oh, go there. You know there. what? That stadium, that stadium is held together with duct tape. I don't know if you... Uh, Which is true. I, I swear it's to God, true. it's held... The, the, the waste from the bathrooms come down the stairs and just go right down into the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, my brother literally pulled duct tape off of a seat once like that. The duct tape thing is very yeah. real, yeah. but um, it's, you know, it kind of fits our image. It's a scrappy team, yeah, but the, our... Our mayor is just not doing a good job of keeping our sports teams around. So that's kind of a sore subject right, right now. But they do need a new Here, stadium. Here's, so you a, have to here's an that. interesting topic for you. So um, December is our winter, obviously. So football's played yeah. in the fall, winter. And I only went to one Raiders game a year. And every one I went to, it was hot. I was dying. We were, we were baking in the sun. And I said, okay, we're going to go in December. We were still baking in the sun, even in, it, that's in Oakland, which is – um, yeah, about thirty-eight degrees. By the sea, you know, thirty-eight degrees north yeah, latitude. Uh, but it was yeah. Oh, because because everyone just knows where that is. Well, Thank I'm, you, I'm, Bill Nye. I don't know what the latitude. What city are you in? Auckland. I don't. I don't. I don't know what the latitude is of of Auckland, but I, you know, I've I've been to hey, California, so I know. Speaking of that, the guy that sings that song, "How Bizarre," which Dad, you should have played that song because he's from Auckland. Yeah. He is from Auckland. Yeah, Polly Polly from Polly Minor. Yeah. Do you ever see him? <laughs> no. Rest, rest in peace, Polly Fumana. Oh, no. Okay. died. So you, you live uh, um, near the date line. Years ago. He was talking. I'm sorry. God damn it. I, oh, yes. Yeah, we, we live next to the date line. So we're the, we're the first place in the world to see the sun. Right. Okay, so. Suck it, British so Empire. You're, you're around 37 degrees south latitude, which I'm not sure which way your currents are. Your currents coming from the north or your currents coming from the south? Uh, Mostly coming from the south. Oh, so you have co uh, cold water. Yeah. Yeah. That was okay. Rich, rich oceans, though, because it's like coming from the south and then a little bit from the north, and then they meet. Up oh, well, yeah. That's where, yeah. Very so cool. is Auckland between the north and the south islands? Now, Auckland at the tippy top of, well, not tippy top, kind of three quarters of the way up the North Island. You can Google us. Well, yeah, on Google. I am Google, yes. We, they are on the Google. There you are. But RIP to the guy Google. that sings How Bizarre. Is his family still around? Or like, does he have any relatives in Auckland yeah. still? Yeah. Do you know them? Yeah. No, I, I don't. I do not <laughs> know any of the team from It's a big, it's a big well, well, from Wyner's family. <laughs> okay, no, but like to be to be fair, I I I know the one. I know the one Auckland zookeeper that you know, Sam. So you know, like yeah, exactly. So it's not that big. It's not that yeah. big. So, <laughs> question: um, He could know the guy who so, who sings How Bizarre. Yeah, exactly. The, Conservation's the a, a small, small Do the people live on Rang Toto Island and Motu? Oh my god! Literally, we're never going to get a Maori guest on because you're butchering these names it so is. horrifically. I mean, no, no, they, no, they, no, they don't. They, they don't because Rangitoto, um, yeah, exploded. Um, oh my history is so bad. Four hundred years ago, five hundred years ago. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, no, there, there are no, there are no people that live on that on that manga. What about that, uh, Wahiki Island? Why, no, there, there are people that live on Waiheke. And and how do they uh, get to the mainland, so to speak? Do they? Is there a ferry or? 
Yes, we have boats in this country. Oh, good. B-O-A-T-S, boats. Not stoats, boats. I thought they were only outriggers. Did they use outriggers? Oh, I love it. Wait, I have something I have to ask They have a city called Menagerie. Menagerie? Oh, no. Mangri. Oh, boy, I've got to work on my Maori pronunciation. No, that's that's now, right. Now wait, here's something very interesting because I have one of these in Brooklyn too, and that's called flat bush. But we, we don't have a space between flat and bush. You you have a space uh, flat bush. There's a there's a section uh, a neighborhood and okay. in Brooklyn in, in Brooklyn in Brooklyn right? flat, called bush. flat yeah. bush, but yeah. not no space. And um, yeah, yeah, I was going to say something uh, obscene, but I I'll, shout, I'll shout just up. leave it. Shout, okay. out to, so, shout out to Joey Badass and the Flatbush Zombies. There you go. Oh, Joey, look who knows Joey wow. Badass. Okay. Um, what does this mean? Someone brought it back for me from New Zealand. And it's got Rattle a your dags. Up. No, that's definitely, uh, it's definitely Australian. Rattle your dags means to hurry up. Oh, it says New Zealand, oh, though. Nice. Oh, does it? Okay. I, it uh, does. Um, yeah, Rattle your dags. It's, it's a really gross, like, um, <laughs> dags are the bits of poo that hang off the back of a sheep's bum. Yeah. So it's, to rattle them means to move them back and forth, right? If something rattles, so it means you're moving your back legs really fast. So it means to move quickly. All right. That's you amazing. Are a good sport. That's classic and I love a knowledgeable Thank you, Paul. conservationist. We're have to have, yes. Yes. Okay. So we're going to have to have also, Paul come back on so also, he and Sam can compare zoo notes. Yeah. But real quick before we go here. No, I just want to say everybody what, go what else, to kiwisforkiwi.org. And you can donate and yes, you can buy the most know. adorable little it. book plug that I stuff. was just plug looking your stuff, at. Paul. Oh, sorry. And chocolate. That's all. I'm getting me some. Okay. All right. Is it made with, is it all natural kiwi chocolate? Do they, like, you squirt kiwi musk no, on they, it? <laughs> no. They t- put their kiwi shoe <laughs> polish in the chocolate. Well, I, ex- I, I expect that from Guy, not from you. You're, you're better than yeah, that. Right. <laughs> Okay, mate. I am his. Can spawn. I say mate? Is that is that okay? okay? Is that uh... that's offensive? That's offensive. You can say mate. You can say mate. <laughs> right. Um, right. So you so, go ahead. Plug plug the or plug the organization. Yeah, you can find us on all your favorite social media platforms at kiwisforkiwi.org. No spaces. K i w i s f o r k i w i. Go and visit our website. Don't forget to um, subscribe to that RNZ podcast called The Wild. Don't forget to listen to Auntie Rue's podcast because she's a significantly better guest than I was. And um, hopefully you'll let me come back and we can talk zoo stories because, oh, you to know, have you back. that'll be fun. Right. What, Absolutely. What did you call the meat uh, the slaughterhouse? And, meat what? Why, what is meat what? Meatworks. 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 That sounds <laughs> like, like a software company. Meat Meatworks. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, or, it's like, what's in your McDonald's you, you know nuggets? What? Meatworks. It sounds like a pickup bar. Meatworks. <laughs> oh so okay some gay bar i didn't really? say gay okay. bar i Anyways, didn't say gay i said a pickup you, bar i had no you said gay i okay. didn't say gay i just said you we all know where you were going there's nothing wrong with gay bars i didn't say gay uh, you said gay hey gay bars are fun as hell that's right all right so thank you so much for coming you on paul we hope to have you back on again paul, soon thank you I do you're a good sport one. yes hopefully you yep, had fun check, it, be sure to check out kiwis for kiwi donate buy some of their merch do you have any kangaroos we in actually New dear christ no, it's Christchurch. Um, yes, but I will, I will, I will talk to you about that next time. Okay, yep. guys, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to answer your question. Okay. 
Kirk right. now. Keep them waiting. All right. Thanks again for listening, guys. Send us an email, Just Animals Pod. Follow us on Instagram. We do have merch coming out. <laughs> I'll be posting that probably right after this episode. Paul, we're going to hook you up with our one of our very first shirts. So be on the lookout for that. And we'll see you guys next week. Well, Otto, do you approve of this week's episode? <laughs>